You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, episode number four with Kyle Trainer from Elite Vitality. Make sure you stay up to date and click subscribe because I release a new episode every two weeks. And you can find me on Instagram at Luke Page underscore underscore underscore. So Kyle and I, we've, uh, we've been mates for probably about 10 years um, from the early days of us basically partying together to um, a bit of a different relationship now where we, we generally meet up and we discuss business. Uh, there's been a massive change in Kyle and development and transformation over the years. He's only 25 years old now. Um, for a, such a young guy, he's got his head screwed on, really passionate, really humble guy. And we talk mindset on this episode. We talk about the mindset on uh, or how to be a successful business owner. And it's so, so important because a lot of people are looking for strategy and looking for strategy and looking for strategy on how do I build my business. But um, one of the most important strategies that you need is how to actually operate your mind, control your mind, and basically keep your mind performing at its best. So this is a really cool episode. You're going to get heaps out of it. Enjoy. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my last vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. All right, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Luke Page Podcast, where every single week I speak to business owners and entrepreneurs, get their story on where they first started to where they are now, speak to them about their journey, everything in between. Today, I've got one of my mates on the show, which is I'm pumped about, Kyle Trainer. So Kyle is a PT mentor. He's a mindset enthusiast. He's the owner of Elite Vitality Coaching and also the PT Mastery Program, where he teaches PTs how to grow a successful and sustainable long-term business. Kyle, bro, what's going on? Nailed it. Thanks, mate. Oh, I practiced it a couple of times. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I, thanks I actually, for having me. I actually didn't mention, man, that um, the reason why, I don't know if you know this or not, but the reason why I actually started this podcast was actually because of you. Really? Yeah, because um, do you remember that conversation we had? Yeah, yeah, I think I do. Yeah, so um, Kyle and I have lunch probably every every uh, month or so. We've known each other, I don't know how long, how long for? Ten years. Ten years. We go back. We go. We go back a little bit. We've got a bit of history between us. Yeah, a little us. bit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we we um, out of all of our mates, there's there's few that have gone down the business path, and you know, Kyle and I, I and and I have, so we catch up regularly. And um, yeah, Kyle's got a podcast himself. And he was just telling me that I should also get into it. And I was kind of thinking that it's something that I'll do when, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm really established. I've got a million followers and I'm making millions of dollars and everything like that, which is ridiculous at the end of the day because you've got to start somewhere. So, yeah, it was, um, it was your words, man, that actually got me on this. And I'm, mate, I mean, how many episodes in? Four episodes in. I'm pumped. I'm loving it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got you to thank for that. So, thanks, bro. Awesome, man. Awesome. It so, means, means our chats are working. Chats are fucking working. I hope I can give you a little bit of value as well, man. So I get plenty. Thanks, bro. Um, well, let's get started into it, yeah? So, like, I'm actually, um, I was thinking the other day, like, back when we first knew each other, Kyle, and I'll give you a really quick wrap, Kyle and I, um, we know each other from basically when I used to live with my mates, we had this house called the Fun House, 
anyone that's listening out there that knows the Funhouse memories. And um, we just know from days where we used to catch up and party and everything like that and hang out when we were young. And um, I, 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 my question is like, when did you actually first start having an interest in business? Because back when I knew you around then, I never knew that you were into business. Like where did this all of a sudden pop out? Was it something that you had when you were younger, a teenager or 18, when I kind of knew you, but I didn't fully know, or was it something that developed? Because you're only, what, mid-20s? 25. 25, yeah. So when did, when did it all, when did you first start having an interest in business? Well, it wasn't, it was kind of forced upon me, if I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, when we were hanging out back in the day, I, uh, I was definitely not interested in business. I kind of fell into PT because I, I tried to study at uni and it just, in all honesty, I'm, I was very stubborn. I would only want to learn what I wanted to learn. Um, and at that point in time, it was how to get bigger in the gym, um, how to increase my performance. And uh, I was obviously playing football at the time, which is kind of how we first met uh, in, in kind of with our circle. Um, so I kind of fell into PT. Um, I you know, went and tried to study a few different courses at university and it just didn't work. So then I went and studied my um, PT course which is was about a six-month course uh, or something like that and I was living at home um, with my mother um, she was kind of looking after me and, and babying me a little bit um, and all of a sudden um, I kind of just had this realization and, and my mum was a single mum who looked after me for, for many many years um, she met a guy um, it was it was really funny she met this guy he come over from England and I was like Honestly, I was sitting there and I, back then I was kind of, I wasn't the man I am today. So I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. just, he's this guy from England uh, sitting uh. on my couch. Mm. Um, and I paid him no respect. Um, mm. It kind of sp- speaks volumes of, of where I was at. at and I was, you know, young and mm. playing football and, and kind of in, in this place where I, you know, I didn't want to give him any, any attention. I didn't want to give him any time, you know. Um, and very quickly... Um, it got to a place where I seen my mum being very happy um, with this guy. So I, what I ended up doing was, um, you know, making the decision to, to let mum go on with her life and move out. Um, and this was at the age of 19, 20. So, um, you know, around that age. And it was that that kind of forced me because, you know, straight away I moved out of home. Um, I'm a PT who was probably making 300 bucks a week profit, um, which is nothing. And then all of a sudden I got to pay rent. And all of a sudden, I've got to pay, you know, my bills. I've got to look, you know, buy my own food. I've got to do all this stuff that, in all honesty, I hadn't done before. Um, so very quickly, I kind of found out that if if I'm going to make this happen, and I love the industry, I love training, like it was everything for me, that I had to start making it work. Um, and I had to start making some money. Otherwise, you know, very quickly, I'd probably have to go work in a factory somewhere doing something that I fucking hate. And that just wasn't an option. So... Um, when I got an interest, I didn't so much have an interest in business from the start. I had an interest in like, I was like, okay, well, what do I need to do to grow my business? I need to figure out what I need to do to get someone a result. So I started getting stuck into the science of, of kind of getting uh, an individual who would come to see me the result. Um, and I deep dived into that. Um, and, and, you know, over time my, my business grew um, and my clientele grew and, and the money I was earning grew. Um, I still kind of wasn't where I wanted to be. I was still partying a bit, doing and, and kind of, you know, 
I started to realize that it was kind of like there was I had to weigh it up, right? Like I had to kind of go, am I going to go all in with this? Because um, as a PT and, and anyone who's a PT out there listening now, you sell your time for money. So the only way you can make more money is to make to, to sell more time, right? And we've only got a limited amount of time left. Um, and it ended up being, the, you know, I was still partying very well. And, and to, to be quite honest, there was one time I probably partied a little bit too hard, Um like really too hard and um <laughs> yeah and i don't shy away from that stuff either you know like it was a part of my life i i enjoyed it um but it you know it kind of it's it's obviously been the transition that has turned me into the person i am now and, and allowed me to do the things i want to do now um but i actually started to pay attention to this uh english guy who was sitting on my couch my he's my stepfather his name's kevin ellis um, and it turns out he's an ex-military uh, kind of life coach who's very, very successful and um, such an amazing human. Um, so I sat down with him and we ended up uh, having a bit of a chat and, and he kind of became my coach. And then it was, this, it was then that I started to venture into business because I had, you know, I was making more money. Um, and then after we had that conversation um, and he was coaching me, I started to get really busy. Um, and I was making a lot of money, um, but I was losing my time. So I kind of understood that if I wanted to do this for the rest of my life, I had to learn how to make money while I sleep, if that makes sense, or, or kind of scale my business. So uh, make more money in less time and so that I can start to live the life I want, have the time I want, and have, do the things that I want to do. So um, it was then that kind of, and that was at a young age, that was probably like 21, where I really started to, to look at, and get interested in business as a as a subject and how it could actually help me um, to actually kind of progress um, further than where I was. Nice man. So since so twenty one, then you started getting more serious into business. Um, and then talk about talk us about your journey from you know the last four years, how far you've come there. Yeah. So I started to to venture into or at least start to think about how I could start to make money. Um, while I sleep is, is kind of how I put it. So money outside of the time that I'm spending in the gym. Um, so it was, you know, I started to venture into that. And, and to be honest, I was very unsuccessful um, in doing that. I was very good in the gym. I was always a wanted trainer. I always had leads coming in. I was unreliant on the gym. Um, but again, I still wasn't able to get out of that kind of time for money trap. Um, and I think it was actually conversations that we had um a few years ago um that started you kind of introduced me into a few mentors or, or kind of business programs um that that was when i really started to deep dive into it um and it was kind of that uh that from since there since then i've started to really look at okay well what do i want to do do i want to be become an online coach and kind of go that way and for me it was like it wasn't fulfilling. Um, I had I had online clients and it was actually when I started to stop worrying about getting online clients that I started to actually, my business actually started to build because all I was worried about was offering more value and I started to charge more and these kind of things. Um, and I had that success and then it was kind of like, okay, well, what's the next step for me? Um, and I looked at taking on another personal trainer, um, which... 
I, so I, I hired a, a PT um, and I he started working uh, for me as a subcontractor. Um, and I, I found that as soon as I took responsibility of someone else's life, um, that I really had to focus on myself and step it up and, and, and really start to turn myself into a high-level person because now I'm not just playing with my own life. I'm playing with something what someone else's. And that was, for me, really powerful. Mm. And then, you know, very quickly he built up. Um, he built up to earning, you know, nearly 2K per week, um, which was kind of, for me, that was like a massive achievement where I had taken, a, you know, a, a, an individual on and helped them build their own business um, as they were subcontracting to me. And to me, that was, a, as I said, a massive achievement and I loved it. I loved to see the impact I could make on, on this guy, on this person's life. Uh, in a positive way because he wasn't previously a personal trainer. He was working a factory job mm. and then transitioned across. So mm-hmm. for me, it was like, okay, that's where I want to be. Yeah, I want to start to work with trainers because, yeah. look, if I'm honest, right, personal training in Australia is kind of this, you do a course, you come in, you think, you know, you, you, you've sold this dream of, oh, you know, you've got all this time, you've got all this flexibility, you're in the gym 24-7, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden you get there and you're, you're a salesman. Like, if, unless you can sell, you ain't, you're not building a business and you're not building it anytime quickly, anytime soon. So to see what I could do in a short period of time with someone that I really cared about was powerful for me and then that showed me the path. I was like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. Um, I had the knowledge. I kind of was able to build my own business up. I was able to build someone else's business up uh, and then it was like, okay, this is what I want to do. What's the process from here? So then I started to really deep dive into business and um, along the journey I started taking on more personal trainers um, and that's one of the, the ventures that I have now is um, bringing on trainers a part of the Elite Vitality team but they're still running their own business and I help them build their own business using our systems and that's more of a we're not really trying to scale that at the moment. We're not trying to do you know build that massively Um but it's good because they still become a part of my team um, and I get to work with these guys. And it's it's good for me because it brings this human connection. Yeah. So I did that and then I started to think, okay, well, how much did it cost me to get the education? Mm-hmm. How much? And, I, you know, I started paying for business mentorships. Mm-hmm. I started doing all of these things and I was like, okay, well, it's probably cost me close to 100K, mm-hmm. right? Like from paying coaches, that's where I learned a lot of my, you know, my science-based stuff to courses, to business mentorships, you know, to workshops, whatever it is, right? How much does that actually cost me across the this board? And then all of a sudden I was like, well, why isn't anyone doing this and giving everyone all the tools necessary? And then that's when we kind of, uh, I, I spent a lot of time uh, innovating and thinking about, okay, well, I want to be, I want to do this. There's a, there's a little bit of a gap in the market, so I want to do this. Um, and that's how the mastery program was born. Um, and you know to this day now so you know we deal with a heap of personal trainers close to 50 now um, and and growing uh, quite quickly but it's turned into this program where and and as you would know in in business you're always innovating you're always trying to come up with how can I make this service better so it was you know to now where we are right now that's that was kind of the process Um, and you know, for me, across the, those, that four-year period, it's it's really been about getting myself to a level um, that can manage this um, and and manage what I'm I'm putting together.
Nice, man. Nice. Like a, a big, because speaking about the PT mastery, so you were saying that you help out with business, science, and mindset. Yeah. yeah so we kind of, we cut, I mean, for me, it, that's what it break, it's all broken down into. You, the first thing you need to have as a PT is a results orientated coaching program. So, you know, um, there's a kind of a, like a term getting used at the moment in, in the industry called the cerebral coach. So it's like, okay, as a PT, your goal should be to get the individual who sits in front of you the result and to educate yourself and gain the knowledge or acquire the knowledge in order to do that. Um, and in all honesty, if you want a long-term career in the industry, then you have to do that because otherwise you're just a best friend for someone, right? And we look at things in business now like retention. Retention is the only way to scale a business. Otherwise, you're running on a hamster wheel. So, all right. If you want to have a, you know a, a high percentage of retention with your clients, you need to be able to get them the result. So, um, and then mindset for me is okay. Well, one of the main things that we actually teach initially in the in the program is most people, and we're stuck in this instant gratification type of uh, place in the industry right now, where you know a lot of coaches are selling 100k in 100 days or you know like facebook ads is the savior to your business and um although these are great tools and it is possible i mean it's not like the percentage of that actually happening is so low 99.9 percent exactly right yeah. so it's kind of like you know where i come from is all right we can teach you how to grow your business but you need to be able to sustain that mm. right so mm-hmm. like the first thing we teach now is how to become a high level person Right, how to manage your time, how to do all of these things, right? So um, we're not kind of, you know, and that's the first thing you need to do because when the stress gets nice and high, can you hold the fort, right? And that's 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 a lot of, I think, what the, the problem is, is, you know, when you start playing with Facebook ads, when you start playing with scaling your business, you need to get, you need to gain kind of skills of like knowing when to outsource. You need to have a strong handle on your money. Right, mm. all of these things mm. that you're not taught how to do at PT school, right? So um, it's you know the the mindset side of it is that right. So teaching them how to manage their business, how to sustain it when pressure gets high, um, but also you know I mean I venture into things like meditation now and quite I'm quite big on it. Um, but looking at all right, how can we keep this person, this individual, this PT? in such an even mindset so there's no real highs and lows where rather just this flow yeah. kind of where they, they're not kind of making decisions based off emotion um and then the other one was business right so how to actually grow your business um which is obviously a fundamental you know um and not just grow your business in revenue but how to profit how to have you know um time and and also how to make your career fulfilling so um we had a really great workshop um, on the weekend where we, you know, it was all about money, but it, we, we kind of got into this conversation about PTs and business owners working because they have to work, right? Like if you, you know, you, you might be growing in revenue, but you never got money in the bank, mm. right? And and the, that forces you to work. So you know, anyone that knows anything about innovation and creativity, you need to have freedom, and the mind needs to be able to just travel and and kind of innovate and just have this kind of creative sense where your best ideas come but if you know if you've never got money in the bank and you're always working for the sake of working 
like you, you're stuck in a corner and you, you, you know, it's, it can become miserable because I've been there, right? Like I've been there when I've done 60 to 70 sessions a week and I didn't budget whatsoever. Like I, I was making like three grand a week mm. and I didn't have any money. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. what the, like how, how is this happening? And you, yeah. you know, you just, you're always looking for the next sale. Um, so, you know, covering those three elements became really, really important and it didn't start that way. Right. But you know, I started to, first of all, look at what I did and what I struggled with. And then, you know, obviously I'm only one person. So it was kind of like, okay, what are the three elements we need to have? Yeah. I, I just love the long-term aspect because I guess with business, it's a long-term thing. But majority of like we're talking about coaches, we're just talking about business owners in general. There's a lot of programs out there that basically are the short-term thing and they're, they're, they're based off strategies and like you were saying, the short-term gratification, but business is long-term. So you should, I believe that you should have all a combination of all short, medium, and long-term growth strategies and playing your business that, hey, this is going to be a five to 10-year thing at least. But majority of coaches are playing like it's a two, three-month thing. And hey, I've got enough cash. As long as I get the cash in two, three months, as long as the cash comes in, I'm all good. Like it's just, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. So... um. Talking about, like, I, I know that you're massive on connecting to your why, which I love. I'm really passionate about the subject of why and vision and everything like that. What do you think connecting to your why and really knowing your why and letting that shine through your business, why do you think it's so important? I think because when times get tough, that's all you've got. Like, you can we can have metrics we can have money we can have kpis we can have education we can have all of that but at the end of the day the only thing when you're at your lowest point that's going to keep you invested in doing what you're doing is your why and you know there's two types of whys in my opinion there's and and they have to integrate some in some way shape or form but you know one of the things that i you know that holds support for me and, and keeps me in the game even at times when I'm struggling or it's going through hardship or high amounts of stress is I just tell myself like my goal in life is to be the ultimate dad. Right. And that sounds funny because I don't even have kids yet, but it's kind of like, for me, that's the the comment and that's my why um, in life. And that's, you know, I can start that right now. I think too often when it comes to goals or, you know, delaying kind of what, what we want to do in life, we, we don't think about what, the process of getting there, right? We just think about the outcome. So mm. for me, the process to being a great dad is not once I have a kid, I just need to flick the switch. It's okay, well, I need to become that person now so that, you know, by the time I have a kid, I can be that dad. And then, um, you know, my why in business is, you know, well, it, it kind of drops down, right? So that's my my why in life. And then, you know, my vehicle to doing that is making sure that I can support my family, the making sure that I can do that in the future, right? So, um what drops down from that is, you know, the, the business I have, but also, you know, for me, if I look at, you know, being the ultimate dad, I need to be the ultimate leader and being the ultimate leader integrates with what I do for personal trainers, right? So in every, in every moment I can sit there and say to myself, okay, well, you know, what would the ultimate dad do? And in, I can make the decisions aligned with all the values and the characteristics and the skills that the ultimate dad has. And the ultimate dad is someone who leads from the front in their business as well so then you know my why in business is to kind of help personal trainers create a long-term mindset around growing their business and because at the end of the day what, what you said before resonates with me massively and I think it's something that it is so silly it's like you know a coach is always a coach 
right? Like you don't just lose the the want to coach people, right? Like, you know, so you're right. You're not going to have this business for two, three, four years. Like you might, yeah, you might grow the biggest coaching company in the world and sell it, but I guarantee you'll fall back on coaching. You'll still want to coach people. So, you know, if you're going to be a coach for the next 50 years, start running your business like that. Um, so, yeah, back to the question is like, you know, connecting the why. At the end of the day, that's all you've got. Like when it, when you strip it all bare, right, what's going to what's gonna, – if you're not conscious of what, what your why is when stuff – you know, when it gets tough and stress comes up, you know, and, and things are uh, – uh, you're going through hardship or, you know, you're at your lowest point, I guarantee you – which what, will happen. A thousand dollars isn't going to be what yeah. you know gets you out of bed in the morning. It's going to yeah. be y- your why and and why you do what you do. And a lot of the, you know we talk about marketing, right? And something that I try to teach is, you know, one of the big things that we always kind of look at in marketing is who's your ideal client. And I think sometimes people talk about this and they say, okay, well, you know, who's going to make me the most money or who can I get a result? And I'm like, wrong. Who's the person that drags you out of bed every morning? Who's the person that if you if there was no such thing as money in the world, what who would you work with? And and for me that's like that's your why, you know, that's your, your that's a part of your why. Um and, and it's a massive part of it. But I think, you know, having a why in life and in business becomes super important because of, you know, those times that end up being our toughest times, a big part of our story. Mm. Kind of like question this relating to what we've been speaking about a little bit before, like I mean, a big part of your program is all about the education of PTs, about their craft, how to be an awesome PT and get people results. And a lot of business programs these days, especially for coaches, are focused on the marketing and sales, generating clients, but not the actual craft of a coach. So how important do you think it is just to know your shit compared to, say, someone, someone that's knows their shit, yeah, compared to someone that's average at their craft, but they're good at marketing and sales? How important do you think it is to actually really know your craft? And to the to the point that you're an expert, and here's the thing is that everyone's got different meanings of the word expert, but you can't start an expert, yeah? It takes time. It takes a bit of experience. And it's almost like you, if you wait until you're an expert to start a coaching business, it's too fucking late. Um, so how important do you think it is just to really know your shit as opposed to just being great at marketing and sales? I think, you know, at the end of the and, and something that I mentioned before is retention. So, you know, the better you or the more results you get people, the more they're going to want to um, refer people in, the more marketing material you're going to have. So if we're actually, there's two elements to this in my opinion, but the first one is, okay, well, in order to be a successful PT, you have to have a results-orientated coaching program because of things like retention and your ability to generate leads, right? Like we talk about marketing and it's like, yeah, anyone can run a Facebook ad and pay $20 for a lead. But, and something that I see regularly is like, yeah, you might be generating 20 leads, but why aren't they signing up, right? Like, or, you know, how many of them are getting results, right? And and very often you can get caught on a hamster wheel. You're bringing all these clients in and then none of them are getting results. So you're always having to pay more money for leads, mm. right? And mm. for me, right, I'm like, okay, well, I understand Facebook marketing, Instagram, social media as a tool, but we can never be reliant on it because guess what? It can be taken away tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? So it's... Okay, results at the end of the day is what your business will be built on the back of because that's and, – and something that I say is like become a life changer, right? Like if you're really like invested in becoming an expert and changing people's lives, 
you have to have a quality service. So, and, and that's really what will help your business grow inevitably. Um, and then there's the other side of it, which re- like this is the stuff that I like and is every decision you make in life affects you internally. Most of the time we, we focus on what it does externally, right? So if I lie to Susan, Susan may not like me anymore. But no, if I lie to Susan, what does that do for me internally? How do I feel about that? What habit does that build? And it's the same with, you know, uh, especially as a personal trainer in business is like, okay, well, if I'm marketing to people and then I know I'm not getting them a result, what am I saying to myself, right? And that's what really matters. And, and this is why mastery becomes important because mastery is a way of life, right? Like there's no destination. So mastery is this kind of love and passion for education and learning and always in, increasing your knowledge to be able to get someone a result and become the life changer that I was talking about. Um, so I have a different view just, you know, and not this kind of just surface level stuff like, okay, how does this grow my business? It's like, well, we, you know, quantum physics tells us that every decision we make has a consequence and the consequence matters internally because every decision we make affects the next one on how we feel. Mm. So if you kind of, uh, so, and, and in all honesty, right, if you're worried about marketing and leads, right, you're only ever worried about what's happening external, right? You're never worried about, in, you know, what's happening internally and you're not taking responsibility for your, your business. Like it's almost like looking for a savior, one thing that I went through was like I was working ridiculous hours and I was searching for something to save me from it, right? And it was once I realized that nothing is going to come save me and I have to start taking responsibility for it and I started to integrate things like education on results and science, business and mindset. Like they're not separate. They integrate. They intertwine. And it's when you realize that you can actually start to market better. Like, And all these kind of these elements integrate together to allow you to market better. Like if, you know, the thing is, is like if you understand the science, right, guess what? You understand what result the client wants on a deeper level. You understand how to get them the result on a deeper level and you understand why they want it. For me, that's what you need to know to market better. So you can't do one without the other. And that's why these kind of big three elements, right, mindset, the more you know about your own mindset, the more you know about someone else's the more you can pick up on these little habits and um, signs of someone, you know. So we talk about sales, right? Yeah. Understanding mindset or, uh, you know, look, the mind is one of the most complex systems in the body. Um, so I'm not going to pretend and sit here like I know even half, 50%, not even, right? But it's the more you pick up, the more you understand. So it's an integration of those three elements that allows you to kind of um, – grow a successful business inevitably right cool man um so like if you're talking you've, you've got imagine you've got a pt listening to this or a coach or anything anyone that's got a business and they're in a saturated market like the health and fitness industry what would you i guess what, what do they need to do to stand out and get noticed in such a saturated market so anyone listening to this right now you're a pt or some sort of coach or some business owner you're in a market that's saturated heavily saturated and, you know, you're doing the usual thing, value, 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 content, 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 value, 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 content, but you're not getting noticed. What the hell do you do? What's the advice for these people? Go get smart. Um, you know, in, I know that this isn't the sexy kind of answer that everyone's looking for, but in, in all honesty, there's four elements 
to running a, or four skills, sorry, to running a successful um, PT business that I've noted, I've identified. And the first one is elite interpersonal skills. So it's all good to understand science, but you know how many PTs out there reading books on how to manage people and how to deal with people and how to build relationships? Because at the end of the day, right. We're dealing with people. We're dealing with people, right? So mm. that's a massive, massive part of it. And it's something that gets neglected a lot of the time. You know, and then the, the other one is having the results oriented coaching, which we've talked about, um, which, be, you know, again, you just have to be able to get the person the result because that's inevitably what's going to allow you to charge more. And the more you can get recognized as someone who gets people results, that's what they'll pay more money for, right? So, would you believe having a business that actually gets your client results? Crazy, right? Fucking stupid. It's nuts, right? Yeah. Um, so a lead into personal skills, yep. uh, results-orientated coaching, a quantitative business mindset. Now, this is an interesting one. Cool. What was said again? Quantitative business mindset. Quanti- I'm taking notes here. Quantitative business mindset. Talk to me. So too often we make decisions based off intuition, right? And for me, it's – look, it plays a role. But, you know, we can sit here right now and say that if we make decisions based off metric KPIs – the numbers, we're making good decisions because mm-hmm. we understand exactly where our business is at. Something that I see regularly with PTs is they don't track any of their own KPIs. They don't know how much a client is worth to them. They don't know, um, they're not making decisions based off metrics, right? So for instance, the best example here is running a Facebook ad. In order to run a successful Facebook ad um, campaign, you have to understand your metrics, right? You have to understand, okay, well, if I'm paying $16 per lead, actually, let's use a, an even number so I don't, run myself into a hole here but $20 per lead right and you generate 10 leads and you're only selling one of them mm. right it's costing you $200 to convert one client mm. right so if I know I'm you know if I want to spend $200 a day I know that I'm going to sign seven clients a week if that client if I'm signing seven clients a week at seven at $1,000 right that's $7,000 a week that's about 350k in revenue mm. PTs don't do that PTs are like I got a lead Someone messaged me on Instagram, I'm going to sell him. They don't, <laughs> yeah, they don't know yeah. what their conversion rate's at, so they might be yeah. converting one out of every 10. Now, the, the, where this becomes important is because what I said before is turning ourselves into high-level people, right? We have to work on our weaknesses, right? And we also have to understand why the person, you know, why we're not, uh, our business isn't growing, right? So we could, you know, this is where retention, sales conversions, leads generated, you know, all this stuff starts to matter and, and tracking KPIs. So the quantitative business mindset is to start paying attention to the numbers and to make decisions based on the numbers so that you're making decisions, um, you're making good decisions uh, that are based off actual evidence, right? Rather than... Fact. Yeah. Yeah. Ra- rather than kind of just... A hunch. Off the cuff. You yeah. Know, oh, I'm maybe, maybe I'm not that good at sales. So, you know, maybe I need to work on it. It's like, well, yeah. you, you may be good at sales. You may just, you know... You, you may just the sales process may not be working the strategy you know these kind of things so um and then the other, the last one is something that we've recently added in and it's kind of critical thinking as a skill um becomes super important and and there's two elements to this there's one kind of critical thinking in your ability to coach so not just pumping programs out not just kind of having this lackadaisical mindset in your ability to coach someone. So thinking critically in the way you coach someone um, and the way you care for them. And then there's also thinking critically in your business. So not just, again, it's it's kind of the ability to make decisions and think critically rather than just, you know, making decisions 
um, unconsciously, if that makes sense, and, and kind of, um, you know, the inability to uh, pay attention and, and to, de- to detail, sorry, pay attention to detail. So um, they're the kind of four skills that I would say if you can master all of those, you will have a successful business. Mm-hmm. In terms of standing out, um, you know, marketing does play a role in this. Um, but it's also like for me it's consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, too often we see kind of PTs and, and people that – one of the – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go back for a second. One of the key values that I think – a PT can have um, in regards to standing out is discipline. And for me, it's not discipline how we all would look at discipline as a personal trainer. Discipline to me talks about I need to understand that there's going to be things that I don't want to learn about. There's going to be things I don't want to do on a regular basis. Discipline is doing those things no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, for, for me, it was like marketing, I hated it, Right hated it i I just i never wanted to do it i didn't want to learn about it Mm -hmm. i love science i always wanted to learn about science but discipline is like okay well if i actually want to have the life i want to have i need to go away and start learning about this stuff and thinking about it and and i need to do it no matter what so you know too often you might spend two or three months marketing yourself and then all of a sudden it's not working so we're just going to chuck the hat in um discipline is not doing that and sticking to your guns and and learning about it like go out and learn about it don't just expect people to to pay you money because you've put up a post on Instagram, like go away and learn about business. And, and if you can have the discipline to do that, you'll grow. Um, so if we kind of remove that instant gratification mindset and think long-term, you've got what, 20 years to go learn about it. Yeah. If, you, if you put in the effort every single day for the next 20 years, where will your business be? So um, that's kind of where, where I, I think. And as I said, it's not as sexy as whatever I'm, else might be saying in the industry but for me it's like let's draw it back and, and focus on these key skills. foundations yeah yeah build the foundations mm. that's what i like I, I that's what i kind of love about what you're doing is that a lot of the stuff you're teaching is foundations as in a lot of the programs and coaching isn't the foundations because the foundations isn't sexy the foundations takes time so they they talk about the sexy stuff the ads and all the okay do the funnels and shit like that it's an important part of the business, important part of marketing and sales. But if you haven't got the foundations, it won't fucking work. And I've, I've learned this of myself because when I first started this coaching business, what did I do? I jumped straight into funnels, yeah? Now, I didn't even know my message. I didn't even know my niche. I just thought, I'm awesome at sales, yeah? I've got a, an understanding of the industry. I can make it work and I got a massive learning out of it. Um, and talking about the consistency around doing things that you don't like, I've, all I've been doing the last like number of, I don't know, four or five months is just smashing marketing, which is my weak point. It's something that I've never really got into, but it's something that I've just had to force myself to do. And doing social media and posting and doing funnels and redoing ads and experimenting with ads and doing it over and over, I'm just like, fuck hell, mate. Like, what is, but I just know it's something you have to do. And yeah, it's, it's, you're so right when you go with business, you're going to do things that you love. But you're going to have to also do things that you hate. And it's the things that you hate or the things that most people hate to do is the reason why you'll be successful. That's kind of what it is, yeah? The reason why people are successful in life is usually the people that are successful do the things that the people that aren't successful, they do what they're not willing to do, yeah? Love that. Um, what, what, like say your business, what's like the hardest thing that you've had to face in it? And how did you get through it? Out of you know all the years that you've been in business now, what's the hardest thing that you've faced 
how exactly did you get through it? Because anyone listening to this, your early stage business, it's going to be one of the hardest things that you do. And whether you're going through a hard patch now or you're not, the hard patch is coming. And from my experience, the, the hard times, they only get bigger and they hurt more. It's more like they don't go away. You just adapt to it. So in your, in your case, man, what's like the, the hardest thing that you've faced and how'd you get through it? I think overwhelm as a, as a kind of, as a concept. So, um, you know, for me, that's what stops most people in their tracks, like literally just getting overwhelmed. And I actually created a tool on this where I'm going to be launching it in the next couple of weeks, but, um, you know, how to overcome overwhelm. Um, I was quite, there was a period in my life where I went through anxiety, um, cause of business and mm. um you know i went and seen people to to overcome that and i started to see that you know once i became more even and um had the ability to deal with these kind of moments where i stress and i overthink and and these kind of things that it was like okay well if i can just do this for the rest of my life because you know one of the things that we can say is like okay well why do we get overwhelmed right because we set goals right most people, when you've set a goal, you get overwhelmed. You're like, oh, my God, can I do this? And a lot of the, the reason we get overwhelmed is because we just compare ourselves to our mentors, right? Like, you know, anyone you follow on Instagram that you look up to, anyone that you, you know, if, even if you've got mentoring, right, you'll set a goal and that goal will be big. And then when you set that goal, you're like, uh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can, you know, can I do that? What do I have to learn? Oh, my God, you're telling me I have to read these books? I have to do all this work. And for me, it was like, okay, well, what's the process, right? If we draw it all back, like I'm happy to share this with everyone as well is, you know, why did I set the goal in the first place, right? And what it comes back to is why did I set the goal? Because I want to feel fulfilled, right? So that's why most people set goals because they believe it's going to give them, a, a, you know, a certain life or make them feel a certain way, right? So then, you know, in order to feel fulfilled, right, that's, we set the goal, right, to feel fulfilled, but really what actually causes us fulfillment, right? Like anyone who's ever set a goal out there, how long does the fulfillment last for? Not that long, right? So <laughs> nah. if I want to make 100K, once I reach 100K, guess what? I set a new goal, right? So really where we find fulfillment is waking up or kind of going to bed every day knowing that we've done 100% everything we can on that journey, right? So when we draw it all back, all we need for constant fulfillment, right, is to put the work in. Right. So, you know, why do we get overwhelmed? Because we want to, you know, we, we set a goal. When we set a goal, right, we set that goal to feel fulfilled. Right. But fulfillment actually comes from constant progress. So when we understand that constant progress is the goal, we become okay with hardship. Right. When we come when we become okay with hardship, you know, we kind of look at our our biggest obstacles is our biggest opportunities for growth. And this is something that I learned off, um, you know, a mentor of mine, Ben Bakulski. He's an IFBB pro. And something he says quite regularly is your greatest opportunity for growth is your greatest struggle. Um, so, you know, once we get to that stage, we become okay with hardship, right? What happens, right? We, 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 we achieve the goal. So once we overcome that overwhelm, we actually start to seek out what's necessary to achieve the goal. Once we achieve the goal, what happens? We build self-confidence. What happens when we build self-confidence? We set another goal. We get overwhelmed again, mm. right? So mm. it's this process, right? If you can follow this like step-by-step -step process on overcoming overwhelm, yeah. you actually start to seek out these obstacles, all right? Where am I struggling the most right now? And guess what? If I overcome it, my business, my life, me as a person will progress. And then we, you know, 
you know, again, you can feel fulfilled one day and not the other. So that tells us that fulfillment comes from going to bed every night, knowing that I'm putting in the work, knowing that I'm not leaving a stone unturned. And I'm going to draw this back to what I said before, internal is all that matters, right? Because overwhelm is a feeling. Overwhelm is internal. So if I'm not putting in the work on a daily basis, I'm not going to feel good internally, which is going to cause me overwhelm. So this kind of, as I said, critical thinking around every decision I make. And there's a really great quote from a book. Um, I'm going to mention it because I love it. It's it, For me, it, it represents what life's about. But um, the universe holds its breath as we choose instant by instant which pathway we follow. And for me, that's super powerful because it just makes us, you know, we're all unconscious of certain decisions we make. But if we can really think critically and pay attention to every single decision and make that decision align to our values, then we feel good, right? And that's, you know, every day you've got a decision whether you want to wake up and be a winner or a loser. And if you can make that decision to be a winner every day, you go to bed feeling okay. Um, and for me, that's, you know, how you can overcome overwhelm. And overwhelm was the biggest thing that I went through. As I said, I got anxiety. So, you know, there was something I dealt with for over six months because um, I just didn't understand it. Um, you know, so that for me was one of the most, the biggest obstacles I faced. And the thing is, it doesn't go away. You know, I still get overwhelmed. It's not that I don't. I just know how to manage it. I know how to deal with it. I've got systems in my life that allow me to deal with overwhelm. Yeah, okay. Because it's, I mean, the, the anxiety, overwhelm, same, like it's, that's what happens when you're a business owner, especially with new stage, you're not used to it, right? Because your security is gone. The unknown is ahead. I think um, from my experience is that the overwhelm is caused by basically having too much to do and not enough time. And it, it comes back to this, I'm in business for the next three months. There's a time bomb, yeah? I can last financially until this. I've got to make it work until, you know, by this date. That causes overwhelm. Um, I remember I had a, um, I had a it was not too long ago, I had a financial goal that I had to, which is a well, you know, decent while away, a year and a half, but it's still the financial goal was still a year and a half away and it was still making me anxious at the thought of it. And I sat down with my partner, Courtney, and I told her exactly what I was feeling. I said to her, look, I, I don't want to feel this way about this. It really needs to go and I need you to be on. And I just need to have a chat about where I see my business going and how long it is. And look, this is not a year and a half project. This is a five, ten, well, it's the rest of my life. But regarding this little stint that I'm doing here, it's a five to ten year thing. So once I had that chat with her, and she was in with it, man, the weight just lifted off my body's shoulders because guess what? I all of a sudden didn't have to make a financial goal happen in a short amount of time, which lifted the pressure, which then allowed me to do what I was great at. And funny thing is since that, um, Trey, is that one thing I thought about recently is that, what am I, 10 years ago, man, I was a creative motherfucker, yeah? I was a real unique, like the, the ideas I had in my head if I turned that into a business, I would have been a zillionaire probably by the way I was 25, but I let that go and I kind of got reminded of that recently. And since I kind of relaxed into it, these ideas have been popping into my head. And like the last one or two weeks, I've got this little note in my um, notebooks on my phone. Every day, I'm constantly just getting these fucking ideas, 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 which were never there. And I think... I think why they weren't there is because I was ever so slightly anxious and overwhelmed, which blocked it. So that's cool. 
a yeah. lot. Yeah, I mean, so one of the things that you don't have to hold your happiness hostage to a mm. future time. Um, mm. And this is where, you know, by kind of removing that expectation of where you should be. And, and I, I, you know, I went on a silent retreat, um, you know, earlier in the year. And, and there was one thing that I seen there and, and it was amazing. And it was, you know, like the circle of life. And the circle of life represents that. There is no destination, right? Like mastery, again, like it's mastery is, is a way of life. Like, like I'll say it again, you don't have to hold your your happiness hostage to this, you know, end outcome. And for me, that you know, we talk about the ability to innovate and be creative as a business owner, you have to, right? Like if, if, you know, at the end of the day, right, if you're doing really, really well in business, all your time goes into strategy, right? And thinking about where the business is going to be and then you can outsource the rest, right? So that's that's kind of like a place for me that I'm like, you know, I'm starting to venture into that is I'm not going to be the guy that does everything. I'm going to be the guy who can choose where this goes. And so it's my business is still aligned with my values, Um you know, so yeah, 100%. I think overwhelm is caused by the expectation of I need to be here by X. And we're not devaluing the importance of an outcome because the outcome is what gives us the structure and the plan. But it's not what makes you happy. Mm, it's not everything. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got some um, really awesome advice. What, what advice or additional advice? Well, it could be a combination of what you've already said. Like, what's the number one piece of advice for anyone that early stage business listening to this? What's like the number one advice that you've got for them? Make sure you love what you do. And, and for me, that's, that stands at the forefront of everything. And it comes back to, again, understanding your why. Because um, business can be a very lonely place. Um, you know, you can lose friends, you can be, you know, I don't hang out with many people. Mm. I, um, I spend a lot of my time by myself mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, and it can become a very lonely place, but there's a, there's another quote and I'm a quotes guy, but cause for me, philosophy expresses why I do what I do. But, um, anyone who is peaceful in solitude becomes a wild beast or a God. And for me, that just talks about the journey of business and loving what you do because, I love what I do every single day and I don't care who likes me. I don't care about any of that anymore. I've let go of that and I'm the happiest I've ever been because I'm, I know exactly who I want in my life. But more often, what I'm, basically what I'm saying is, is when you love what you do, you don't need anything else, right? You need connection, right? And you can mm-hmm. create those connections. But your business, and if you're going to go into business, you, got, you want to sure make sure you love it because it's the only thing that's going to hold you to do the things that you need to do. Mm. Really inspirational stuff, man. All right, well, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. So where can people find you, bro? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Kyle R. Trainer. Um, they can find the Mastery Program at Elite Vitality Mastery. Um, and if you want to get in contact with me on Facebook, it's just Kyle Trainer. Um, and if you want to shoot me an email, uh, Kyle at EliteVitalityCoaching.com with any questions, anything at all, it doesn't have to be business related, feel free to do so. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Hey there. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at LukePage underscore underscore underscore.